The parable of the lost sheep. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbours together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way there will be much more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who do not need to repent. This is the word of the Lord. I think we've already had a bit of a sort of demonstration of the lost chief, haven't we? And uh, <laughs> Did you like the guitarist this morning? Anyway, it's, uh, I'm David Horn, and it's my privilege to give a sort of short talk um, uh, to uh, to sort of celebrate, help you celebrate, and to understand the passage. So, if, before anything else, can I just add my own congratulations uh, to uh, to Sam, and Sarah, uh, with Adam, and likewise to Lawrence and Louise with Molly, and special congratulations to Chloe in her own right. Well, uh, last week we we weren't here, Judith and I. We were uh, we were away visiting family in the Cotswolds. Have we got any um, country file fans here? We have a few country file fans. Um, the, one of the guys who presents it, his name's Adam Henson, and, and he actually has his farm about four or five miles away from where my uh, in-laws uh, live as well. And we, when we're up there, we, we have a couple of walks that we, we quite like to do, um, as a rule. And, of course, we're sharing it with some of the sheep. So mostly that involves sort of tippy-toeing through piles of poo and trying not to step in it. But um, we, we had our, our little demonstration of what sheep are like last week. So I um, thought you might like to know some facts about, uh, about sheep. First of all, pregnancy lasts only five months. Are you jealous? <laughs> Lambs are normally born in mid-March to, uh, to the end of April, and they're mostly full-grown by the age of six months. Little-known fact is that sheep actually have quite good memories. So they're capable of storing 50 faces either sheep or humans, but they probably think that we all look the same. And they can remember that for at least a couple of years. Fact three, sheep are brighter than you think. They're actually capable of problem solving. They're as bright as cattle are and only a little bit less bright than pigs. Fourth fact, sheep both display and recognize emotions. So they are able to, to read facial expressions, uh, believe it or not. Uh, they're able to recognize the type of bleat. 
and they are able to recognise emotions from the position of your ears as well. But I think that applies to sheep, not humans. But they can actually read subhuman emotions too. And in Chinese culture, sheep are seen to represent righteousness, sincerity, gentleness and compassion which actually isn't very far different from uh, from the biblical position as well. So this is all about r- r- comparing sheep with people. So, But do you feel a little bit insulted if you get called a sheep? It's usually silly sheep, isn't it? But, um, but we have quite a lot of uh, things in common, actually. Um, before we feel too aggrieved, sheep in the Bible are the good guys. But is there any truth in the fact that that people can be a bit like sheep? Well, first of all, we're fairly gregarious as a species, aren't we? We actually do like company. There are such things as loners in, in our society, but quite commonly they're not that happy. And I know there are exceptions to that, but as a rule, we are pretty gregarious. In the same way that we also tend to move as a herd, sometimes whole nations of us at a time, and that isn't common, that isn't uncommon. Uh, we, we tend to know instinctively that there's a kind of safety in numbers, and very few of us actually want to stand out from a crowd. We'd much rather fit in. And lastly, and this is what connects us with our parable today, is that we do actually get our stupid moments and run our heads into trouble um, periodically. We really can do that. So we, we tend to think often that we know best. We'd rather do our own thing than stay within the, the core void, the patch of the shepherd, and have a look at, we'd rather go and have a look at some other greener spell, uh, bit of grass, and, and off we trot. Now some of us, if we are brought up in church, we may well be brought up knowing something about the shepherd. But then something happens, we grow up, we get distracted, and we forget about it. And before we know, we're out of earshot, and we've lost contact, and we're feeling just a little bit lost. And in our heart of hearts... Most of us know that at some point, in some way, that we have done that. But even if we haven't any knowledge of the shepherd, I think that we, we had know that there's something instinctively just slightly missing from life without him. It's sometimes said that you, what you don't know you can't miss, or what you've never known you can't miss. I would beg to differ with that because I think that there's an inner unease in the lives of human beings and we carry that sometimes our whole lives that's almost unbearable without anaesthetic and we are quite good at finding anaesthetics to deal with that. So that may be busyness. A lot of us absorb ourselves in in work or family or other perfectly legitimate stuff. It may be sport. It may be a spot more alcohol than we should. Uh, But we're quite good at finding ways of numbing it and getting rid of it. Returning to our parable, any shepherd who went and looked for a lost sheep was taking a calculated risk 
that while they were away, the flock might get attacked by some predator. Is every sheep, though, was valuable, and he couldn't afford to lose one. Now, the shepherd's motive was economic, but God's motive for us is one of love. I'm going to ask you, if we vary the odds, if you were a shepherd, maybe if you lost one sheep out of a hundred, you go and find it. What if you lost one sheep out of, hmm, let's just pick a number out of the air, uh, 7.369 billion? Would you bother to go and find it? Because in the ten minutes that I've been talking, the world's population has climbed by about 1,400 people. Does it make any difference to God? Not at all. Not even slightly. God cares about little old you, even if you've gone AWOL. And he's already gone to absurd lengths to rescue you as well from a nasty fate, perhaps the worst of which is never knowing him. But maybe you're in the other camp, because actually when Jesus was telling this parable, he wasn't telling it for the immediate benefit of the people that are the, the, the sinners in inverted commas. He was telling it mainly for the benefit of the, of the righteous, uh, the Pharisees who were having a go at him. Because for me, this passage leaves a question, question dangling. And the dangling question is, did the Pharisees who thought they were okay need any less rescuing than the sinners, in inverted commas? Were they nearer safety or were they further away? Many of us have discovered that uh, that we actually all needed rescuing, no matter how nice we thought we were, and that we weren't really okay after all. Sometimes Christians talk about having found faith, but actually the truth is nearer that we've been found. And if this morning you're hearing just a little faint call of, of your name, Samuel, John, whatever. If you hear that, my advice is shout back because your cry will not go unanswered.